0: Yo! So, uh, today on the Kids' Table, we are watching the Never Ending Story Part 2 because.
1: Colon the next chapter.
0: Colon the next chapter. Because apparently Part 1 came out in the 80s.
1: Uh, Part 1 came out in 1984. Six years later, we get the sequel.
0: Oh, only six. 1990. Great. Uh, the summary of the Neverending Story Two, Poland.
1: The next chapter. The
0: next chapter is uh, a young boy with a distant father enters a world of make believe and magic through a portal within an antique book. It's not as good as it sounds. <laughs> we'll be right back. Um, hey guys, welcome to the kid's table. Hello there. It's a struggle episode.
1: I, I take full responsibility. I, um, suggested this as penance to Kendra, but then it was an, it ended up being a complete self-own because this movie sucks ass.
0: You fucking played yourself. You played yourself.
1: I really did. I, I thought it would be like the funny kind of bad. I hadn't seen it in a really long time and I was so, I just gripped my teeth and watched it last night.
0: I suggested The Rugrats. Rugrats movie
1: required... I just thought it required a, a special a guest or something.
0: Okay. Well, in the meantime, I'm Kendra. And I'm Matt. And uh, as you heard in our intro, this week we are watching Never Ending Story Part 2, colon... The, the next, next chapter. chapter. <laughs> this is now our... Now, I'm sorry. This is now our third Jonathan Brandis movie, and I am tired of Jonathan Brandis.
1: Yeah. This kid. <laughs> and this has to be, like, so... I mean, this is 90, 1990. 90, yeah, like, he's young.
0: But he, it's funny, he looks so much younger in this than he is in the ladybugs. Like, he had a growth spurt at some point. Or, like, the testosterone just started flowing. Like he looks like a child in this.
1: Yeah, he's got the, yeah. And he's, like, it, yeah. He's just, like, really, like, wavy looking and just, like, small and weak.
0: Yeah, like, I, I was not, this was not the heartthrob that Rodney Dangerfield introduced to us. <laughs> no.
1: All the way back then.
0: Oh, I mean, that must have been what? That was only... They had to have shot... We decided during the Ladybugs episode that it was likely they shot that in 1991. Yeah. So it's actually not... So maybe they shot this in 89.
1: Potentially. Yeah. I mean, like, poor... Like, Bran- Jonathan Brandis. like, he, he's so close to doing... The Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, good movies. Like, that's what's extra sad about his career trajectory is, like, Never Ending Story 1... 1984 is an amazing and beloved cult classic. Is Not it, even cult anymore. Is it?
0: I've never seen it.
1: Kendra's <laughs> never seen it, um, but I think most of you will probably know what I'm talking about. Um, I have no context for this movie whatsoever. <laughs> but that movie, that movie is legitimately amazing, and I think one of the best like kids sci or uh, fantasy movies out there. The- <laughs> So it was, like, a safe bet. Uh, the source material was a safe bet. Mm-hmm. But you could already tell something was wrong because it took six years to get this off the ground. <laughs> and, uh...
0: uh, uh well, but sequels, did, sequels didn't happen that quickly, like, in the 80s. Did they? Well, I guess, how many Beverly Hills cops did we have by this point, I guess? <laughs>
1: like, well, this, um, this movie was based off of a Mike... I think his name, you pronounce it Michael Ende Or End. Which mm-hmm. is just funny that his name is Michael End.
0: Because the story doesn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, guys. Um <laughs> Yeah, he, he's like one of these curmudgeonly fantasy authors who um definitely like sued and disavowed any connection to the original movie. Oh. And he lost the lawsuit, but he was basically like the first Neverending story, mind you. The good one. He right. was like, This is just kitschy, whimsical crap, and you've like completely misrepresented the tone and, and messages I was going for in my book. I fucking hate this. Like I changed the name. Or like just stop making it, and he sued them, and he lost.
0: And but then Jonathan Brandis ended up somehow in this second one,
1: right? And so, a quick—do you want? Should I do like a backdrop for this?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. because yeah, I I don't understand why anyone having seen number two, I don't understand why anyone would want to
1: watch <laughs> number one. There are three,
0: <laughs> right? Yes.
1: Uh, there's an exponential curve. There's an asymptotic curve to, like, how bad they get. So, like, the first one's great. This one's trash. The second one is, like, a shit they took on the, the third. corpse. The uh, third or the third one's, like, yeah. Just, like, a disgusting, like, defilement of the already dead property that was murdered in the second one.
0: Why the fuck did they make a third one? Because this one felt I don't like, know. This one felt like a VHS, like, straight to VHS.
1: I don't know why they made a third one. Because Crazy. And if you've seen the third one, which do not do, mm. this one you can maybe, like, struggle through. Maybe you even like it. I don't know. Please tell us why. <laughs> um, but the third one is a fucking abortion of a movie. It is an <laughs> abomination. And it's just, like, clearly, like, they needed to keep their, like, IP rights active or or something. Like, I can't tell, but it felt legalistic, the mandate to make it.
0: I would think that it would be better because it had another one of those three named child boy actor kids.
1: It's another like semi like successful young actor is in yeah
0: that I forget what his name is but he has three of them not two of them which I also think contributed to Jonathan Brandis's problem <laughs> he's got enough names that would like flow out
1: yeah he needed more better more syllables Jonathan Branding <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah because like we've now done three episodes of on Jonathan Brandis and I've said his name differently. In each episode.
1: <laughs> well, you kept calling him Brandeis. I
0: know, because at Brandeis University. Knowledge. Right, but
1: that's just not his name. I, I mean, that's a fine reason, but...
0: No, I know, but <laughs> it's spelled the same way. It's not. It's not. Isn't there an E? I don't think so. In Brandeis? I don't think so. I'm gonna look that up. But you could be... I don't know. We'll see. In the third one,
1: also, uh, a very young Jack Black... What? ...plays a bully. And he's part of the main crux. The movie is incredibly stupid. But this movie, the second one, is also very stupid. When I say yeah. Jonathan Brandis, is... You're stupid. right,
0: there's a me, I'm sorry.
1: Career, right. <laughs> career is is shitty. Like, like we did sidekicks.
0: Yeah, not good.
1: Again, the better movie, The Karate Kid, was made in the 80s. Like, right. He just did these, like, hollow echoes of things that were once well, good yeah. or cons- concepts that were strong before.
0: And it's, like, it's so, like, he was just, like, following the career of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, where it's, like... Yes, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you're going to be the voice of Simba in The Lion King. Good. Great. This makes sense. Jonathan Brandes, what are you going to do? You're going to be the voice of Aladdin's half brother on the <laughs> Disney Channel cartoon <laughs> Aladdin show.
1: And one of them <laughs> one of them grew up and went to an Ivy League school and yeah. then killed himself. So <laughs> That's the trajectory. Of, like I feel horrible. This is what I'm saying, I feel terrible. Like you can like because he's I like him. He's right. like a d- decent actor. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And it's just a shame, kind of. Uh Like everything I've seen him in so far, knowing his fate is just extra. Like, ugh.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to do a happy, a happy child actor soon.
1: Oh, we will. There's plenty.
0: Well, not a plenty.
1: I mean, the '90s was a gauntlet for a lot of kid actors.
0: I love how you said plenty (laughs) so confidently.
1: Sorry, I was just trying to like muster up faux positivity. like, Like
0: child actors do well. They're so unscathed by the process.
1: I'm joking. Yeah.
0: I feel like I have I can name like a handful.
1: Jonathan Lipnicki? how's he doing?
0: Oh. I mean like <laughs> like shout, She's ripped now. Shout out to Christina Ricci, who is still working, whose series just got picked up on Amazon for a second season. Like <laughs> really kudos to that one. Anna Paquin's doing okay. Oh yeah, she's on V, but she also took time off to go to NYU and for a while was a restaurant critic.
1: Cool. Well, that's cool though.
0: Don't know why I know that.
1: Alright, so guys. Yeah. You may be wondering, as I was. Um, In all three movies We're talking about the second one But in all three movies, yeah. Bastion is the character Bastion was the character in the first That's one. a
0: question I didn't have an answer to
1: Right Um. <laughs> here's the thing This It's supposed to be a literal sequel To the original source material Apparently Michael Endes, uh Book was split into halves And the first half Basically, more or less Was what comprised the first movie Oh, so
0: they hobbited it
1: yeah, they, like, fractured, they bifurcated the, the material. I have never read the book, so I'm not sure how far they deviated. According to Michael Ende, who is highly disgruntled and, and disavows everything, they just totally butchered it. But I like
0: haven't... it when we're calling him Michael End. Michael, let's call him Michael pen. End. Only because of the pun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, he's Michael End. Uh, so, yeah, this movie is supposed to be, like, what happens in the second half okay. of that book. And that book came out in 1979 and was Fairly popular, so I guess it's the equivalent of like doing a Harry Potter movie or
0: something back then. That's, I mean, I am no fan of J.K. Rowling right now, but I think you need to go wash your mouth out with soap. What did well? <laughs> what did what did J.K. Rowling do recently? Oh, she. I just hate her like canon <laughs> shifting. I Any, mean, we don't have to discuss that. But <laughs> that's a whole
1: episode just d- of a different podcast yeah, no, talking about it.
0: Completely different. You didn't have to ask me a follow up question sorry. about that.
1: All right. Sorry, Kendra, because I know you could go off. Uh, <laughs> there's, um, yeah, in the first one, in the first Neverending Story, all the same, uh, this kid is l- being raised by a single father, the mother's gone, that's true of the sequel, and um, He's got his head in the clouds. He's not paying attention in school. He's just drawing, like, unicorns and goblins and shit on his homework and, like, Wait, that did, that's
0: in the first okay. As, uh, this is, is all first the first one. Okay.
1: Just stage setting. Right. Because it's important you know what happens in the first one, and you, it's important you know that the two are actually linked, and it's the same. It's, there's continuity. It's the same person.
0: She would have told me this in the email you sent me yesterday.
1: <laughs> Sorry, because I didn't find out until I did my shitty research afterwards. <laughs> um, But it, it, it makes the sequel extra bad, is oh. why. Because, so, yeah, um, I forget, like, he's running away from bullies, and he ends up finding himself in a uh, antique bookstore yes. run by a Mr. Coriander. Who
0: has eyebrows that go so far <laughs> up his head.
1: <laughs> As with most of these movies, like, kinds of movies, like, they find the magic thing, the magic book, and, like, yeah, there's a semi-creepy, wise old man character who's, like, Perhaps this book will serve you well, old man.
0: Mr. Coriander. Mr. Ollivander.
1: Hey. See?
0: Look at that. <laughs> I'm drinking a 10% alcohol beer.
1: It's gonna, you just get <laughs> it's shitty
0: gonna, hair. It's gonna, we're going down But now. it'll
1: be good. It'll go down with this movie. Um, <laughs> so, Bastion finds this book. He goes to school. He, but he gets into school late with the book. He basically steals the book from the, from the bookstore. Uh, but, you know, Mr. Coriander has a little twinkle in his eye, as if he sort of intended Bastion to take this to learn a lesson.
0: Wait, so what you're describing, though, is the beginning, also, of the second movie. So does the same thing- I am telling
1: you, yes. It fucking sucks. It's stupid and weird. so- I'm mad. Yeah. Now, get ready to get madder. Okay. So, Bastion falls into the- Bastion starts reading, in the first movie- He's sort of a godlike, omniscient figure who who's like observing the characters in the book uh, you go on a quest. There's this thing called the Nothing that's consuming the land of Fantasia and slowly like erasing everything. And Atreyu, who's in the second
0: one, I have thoughts on Atreyu
1: <laughs> is the main character uh, basically of the first one, and you just sort of follow his very like epic voyage through the lands of Fantasia to figure out the source of the nothing and how to combat it.
0: Is it just as weirdly racist as this one?
1: It's, uh, <laughs> there's some things, yes, but it's a little less weird. Like, I don't know. I felt like he got even more, like, I told him to go play with his buffalo. He plays with the purple buffalo in, like, some sort of, <laughs> in the in the book okay, without
0: context, it's real bad.
1: No, it is. It just is. <laughs> it is in the first one, too. Okay. But he's, like, a very, like, great antagonist, I think. Because he goes through actual hardships and, like, goes through a journey.
0: Protagonist.
1: Protagonist. Fuck.
0: It's okay. It's okay.
1: okay. Fuck. Matt has his own beer. Um. Yeah, he goes, whatever. So I'm just going to cut to the chase. He goes through a quest, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the nothing ends up being, like, the, the, the concept is, like, kids aren't reading anymore. And, like, if you don't read the book, then it can't exist. Like, it's, okay. like, you know, the world of Fantasia is essentially, like, this, like, amalgamation of all fantastical worlds in one. hmm Um, and can only exist within the, whatever, the imagination of children. I like that theme. Okay. And, uh, he has to save Fantasia. Essentially, Bastion has to save Fantasia at the end by uttering the childlike empress- princess's name. He just has to name her.
0: I have so many thoughts about this fucking character who we kept having to call the childlike <laughs> yeah. empress.
1: Dude, I was thinking about that, too. Like, they, the, what the fuck? The, ter- the words childlike empress were said so So much. many
0: times. So many times. And, like, there was no name. There was no nickname. She was just the fucking childlike empress. Like, what does... And then she looked like Darla from Little Rascals. <laughs>
1: yeah, she had, like, that 80s resting bitch face, but she was yeah. only, like, 12 years old.
0: <laughs> well, I was talking more about the ringlets, too, that she yeah. had in her hand. It was so weird. And in the first one, she didn't have ringlets. She
1: looked completely different. Oh, really? Yeah, she looks more like a sort of, like... I don't know what to describe. She, she looks like more...
0: Darla Dimple. Yes,
1: yeah, she looks exactly like Darla Dimple in the second one. In the first one, she looks kinda weird. She's kinda like Elven looking and almost like an alien, which works. Okay. Because she's like a timeless sort of figure of innocence.
0: In it this was... one, she just looks like an 80s, like <laughs> It was so weird. I didn't like it. I just didn't like that we like had to consistently refer to this girl who like also I don't think that was a child playing her, was it? I I think it was. Oh, okay.
1: But, like, but she wait, does too also... Too makeup? Yeah, she's, like, a dance mom's girl or, like, right. or something. Yeah, yeah like or a like toddler's one of
0: those, and tiara's girl. Oh,
1: that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, no, yeah, because it was weird because then am like, they're calling her a child and I'm looking at her and I'm, like, well, your face is too, like, what is, ha-? like, I was it was very really disconcerting. I didn't like it and I just didn't understand why that was her name. Is that her name in the book?
1: Yeah, I think so. Oh, anyway, so it's weird. what her name is in the first one. So, I didn't mean to give, to couch this so much in the first one. No, no, no. Bastion I, I learns courage.
0: The
1: Bastion learns to have courage and, like, be. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and be brave. I mean, this is also the Pagemaster thing we were
0: talking about. Right.
1: This is why we referenced it in Pagemaster.
0: Yes, but I mean, also, like, this is the third shitty movie about books you've recommended. Just watch, watch The Neverending
1: Story. This is. If the- you haven't seen The Neverending Story 1, it's good.
0: No, it's not! This yes. movie? Oh, you mean, I'm sorry, I thought you were saying if you haven't seen The Never Ending Story, then this movie is good.
1: No, <laughs> I'm saying the first one is good. And that's.
0: And that's fine. I knew
1: I, this movie was bad going in, I just didn't uh, remember how bad.
0: No, yeah, I'm just saying that this is the third <laughs> shitty movie about books you have recommended that we watch on <laughs> this podcast.
1: I uh, know, they, they. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not really repping books really well.
0: No, you're not. We have to find something with some literary. Well, it's also because
1: this is a movie. So if you're trying to like make books cool in the movie, it's tough.
0: I don't think I'm going to come up with, you've got mail makes books cool. <laughs> <laughs> it does, does it? Yeah, because it's like all about um, local bookstores and, and being like anti big bookstores. And I
1: guess that's true about like, mom-and-pop businesses yeah. versus larger chains, but...
0: It makes books cool. It's all about reading.
1: Did anyone... But they're emailing all the time.
0: No, but remember, she runs a children's books... I know. Books. Okay. And he
1: runs, like, the Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Yeah. It's books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Sorry.
1: Uh, so, Bastion learns to be strong. All right, so cut he to learns,
0: the... He learns to be strong And in, courageous. Right, or courageous in Remembering Story Part 1... Apparently forgets everything that he's learned and then has to learn it That's again. That's
1: fucking exactly right. It's like he's a moron <laughs> who had his memory completely erased. Also, now in this movie, he can like he's like physically in the world, which he wasn't in the first book. Right, he's just watching. And now the like analogy between like uh, you know the metaphor for reading and being lost in it is like changed, and it doesn't make sense anymore.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, because right. before he's like
1: living through Atreus and sort of like his voice would, like, echo out from the skies if, if he was, like, really engaged. Mm-hmm. And now he's just there. Right. Like, on a boat. Like, he just, like, opens the book and gets sucked in and is on a boat all of a sudden.
0: Okay. And also, why did he go in? Well, let's discuss that when we actually, like, discuss, <sighs> When we, like, get to actually discussing the summary of the movie, that's fine. Um, Quickly, I just, like, uh, we'll take a break before we do the full summary. I just want to, like, once again, so we've got... Jonathan Brandis, and then his father is played by John Wesley Shipp, which is only notable right now because he's also on The Flash. Oh, hey. Yeah, he plays The Flash's dad on The Flash because he was also The Flash in the original early 90s show. And I just felt like some nerd would get upset if we didn't point that out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so you happy now? We're freaking nerds. Thanks, nerd. Oh, also, I'll just say that... um, I am also aware that there was a show in, on, a, a, like, a limited show series on HBO in, like, 2002 called Tales from the NeverEnding Story. Why? Which was a, a, another attempt at recreating the original story over the course of, like, a season of television.
0: Wait, that wasn't hosted by, like, Shelley Duvall, was it?
1: I don't think it was hosted. It wasn't, like, Alfred Hitchcock Presents or something. Oh, no,
0: Shelley Duvall did the fairy tale thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing was weird.
1: So anyway, it also... <laughs> I watched a, a couple episodes of that. That looked like a real stinker. You Maybe, did? You yeah, watched it? Yeah, a little bit. At pay, work. No, at right? work. It's just all free. Oh, okay. As it should be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I paid for this movie. That's fine, man. Hey, look. Uh, you're an upstanding citizen to our... I didn't... Well, I saw it was on YouTube, but I had to be able to download it onto something so that I could watch it on the train back from Jersey.
1: Oh, right, right, right.
0: And... Yeah.
1: It's alright. On YouTube, it's cropped all weird, so...
0: I mean... What, what did you really feel like you missed
1: anything? I mean, no. This movie has this movie is <laughs> as empty as the emptiness which they are combating. Ooh, beautiful. Yes, it's
0: beautiful. Um, okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. We're keeping this tight this week.
1: Yeah, man. There's
0: not that much to say. There's not. And Matt and I both have to travel.
1: So right, we're both leaving, and uh, this movie sucks. And we'll see you in the next half.
0: Great. Bye. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself.
1: Turn around, look at what you see in her face. The mirror of your dreams. Make believe I'm everywhere. Give it in the light, written on the pages. Is the answer to the never-ending story. Ah. (laughs) That's a little taste of that. (laughs) It's great. Um, Um, We had someone on Twitter (laughs) mention Artax, the death of Artax the horse in the first one. People are going to be wanting to talk about the first one, which is, again, (laughs) orders of magnitude superior. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was really sad. Uh, I don't.
0: I don't know who Artax is.
1: He's he's a beloved horse, which I think is fucking alive again he's in the cer- second he's one.
0: He's certainly on a horse.
1: I think it's called Artax. I hate this movie so much. Artax and you're and and uh, you're right. I forget your name. Um, Ms.
0: Bitka on Twitter.
1: On Twitter, yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Which I'm assuming is a Buffy reference. I think so. Okay. Uh,
1: I maybe heard, I I uh, I definitely like. Heard I, I picked up somewhere along the way, having been a fan of Neverending Story, that yeah, in the books, Artax can talk to Atreyu, and that he's literally like, "No, I want to die. Leave me, leave me to die. Like, I just want to fucking die." Which just makes it like that would be so much more disturbing if he had said that <laughs> in the first movie. <laughs> but so because that movie's dark, this movie could be good. The second one,
0: really, you think so?
1: I mean, they're working with a source material that I'm pretty sure is actually really cool.
0: I mean, but from what you have described to me in our summary in the first part, Uh it seems that they just remade the first movie. It's Yeah, it's
1: totally incoherent if you take the first one into account. Because, first of all, Bastion... Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Bastion is still a dweeb who... Just a little beta fucking twig boy.
0: Yes, this is the second Brandis role where we've seen him play... A dweeb, essentially. Right. To use 90s
1: parlance. He, yeah, he's a friggin' dweeb dweeb <laughs> dork, nerdlinger. Uh, his dad's even making fun of him. Like, his dad yeah. makes fun of him for wearing the sweater that his mom made. Which,
0: <laughs> what is was harsh. Why is, why is he still wearing that rag? And he's like, Dad, my mom
1: made me <laughs> this sweater.
0: He's wild.
1: Yeah. Way to go. What, horrible father. Yeah. Which I could... After I thought about it afterwards, because I was like thinking about how like weirdly bullying and brutal that scene was, uh, I assumed it was supposed to be playing into the idea of memory. Okay. Like I got the impression that whoever the screenwriter is, all uh, do you mind looking around? No, yeah, you
0: keep talking. Uh,
1: was like thinking they were doing a really cool like the t- the themes are memory and dealing with loss, and like that's true, and that was true in the first one. In this one, obviously, his mom's still dead. Uh, He's still clinging to her memory, and, like, the dad being a dick was supposed to be like, look at the dark side of of forgetting.
0: Yeah, it's very possible that Karen Howard was working on some of her own issues.
1: Karen Howard, man, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I hope you improved or aren't working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so Bastion, which is a wild name as well. Uh, his
1: full, what is his full name? Oh, I don't care. It's fucking Bastion crazy. Bucks. Bastion Bax. Bastion Balthazar Bax. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's like some rough German translation. It fucking
0: sounds like a character on Charmed.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael End is German,
0: so. Yeah, this character should really only be airing at like 10 a.m. in a gym on TNT. <laughs> um, anyway... So, uh, Bastion, I don't know if he wants to be on the swim team, but he's... He does.
1: He clearly you th- does. You
0: think he Oh, I thought he was just doing that as, like, to not be left out in the... in his class. No, he...
1: I think he does, like...
0: Okay, well... It doesn't matter
1: because the, the, the like, the jump off for the excuse to go into Fantasia is so... nothing. It's so, like, flippant. It's Oh, just well, like, I mean,
0: I was just gonna explain that, like... They set up with a, a 90s, you know, a typical 90s gym scene where a gym teacher is asking them to do something that seems not safe.
1: Yeah, that seems weird.
0: Yeah. Not safe and weird. Where he has to, like, to to be on the swim team, he has to jump off the high tower. Not dive, not flip, like, not do anything. Yeah,
1: just jump just off Just jump.
0: Of <laughs> <laughs> for what reason? Like, why could he not swim a lap? Like, I thought, if you're gonna be on the swim team, like, you should be able to swim a lap. Like, do a fucking butterfly for, like, A few hundred yards or something. Well, it's like, they did the screenwriting, like, Karen Howard.
1: They did the screenwriting thing where, like, you set up, like, okay, he swam. So, like, it's a fear of heights, it seems. So, you set it up, and then at the very end, he literally has to do it, right? And you're supposed to be like, whoa, I remember at the beginning when, like, he couldn't. But, like, if it's a fear of heights, he's flying around on that fucking dragon
0: (sighs) way, way higher. That weird, like, white. Like oh, stuffed that's, animal. I mean, thing? that's
1: that's Falcor, which I have a residual. I- you haven't seen the first one. I don't
0: know what a Falcor is. I just know it looks like a weird like thing that you would order out of an FAO shorts magazine in right. like 2005, or not 2005 1995. He looks like a combo
1: of like a King Charles Spaniel and like a poodle.
0: <laughs> it looks like it would cost around like $899. And like the kid down the street, Mikhail Chavez, would have gotten one. I would not have gotten one. It would have been a big conflict.
1: Oh, if it was real? Yeah.
0: No, I mean it just looks like one of the things I got into a fight with my parents about.
1: A animal, or like a, a
0: giant stuffed animal. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 from F.A.O.
1: Schwartz. No, so again, in the sequel, they trot out the characters you you know and love from the first one. Falcor being one of them. Okay, you're supposed to be like, oh, it's Falcor, cool. Oh, that giant rock fighter guy. You're supposed to be like, rock oh, biter. was I
0: the who had like the weird rock baby?
1: Yeah. Oh my god, the second, <laughs> and I know that the rock baby. The Rock people come to play in the third one in a way that is even more infuriating. I didn't
0: understand why they were there. Because the movie, the movie
1: makes the assumption that you've seen the first one. Yes.
0: Uh, it's so bad. So I just feel like that's a poor sequel. Like I feel like there are sequels that exist in this day and age. It's like, worse than poor. Yeah, I could just like jump in and be like, I yeah, it would have helped me to see the first one, but like I didn't have to.
1: Well, just mind you, there's still, there's also a six-year gap, and again, it feels like this was maybe obligatory and rushed Mm -hmm. a little bit, because why does Bastion, why does Bastion go into the book? Can you tell me why? No. For courage, right? Like, quote-unquote?
0: I didn't, but yes, that's what he comes out of it with, but I didn't think that's why he went into it.
1: Why do you think he went into the book? Oh, why he, did he, look he fucking, the book?
0: like, stole a book from a bookstore. That's oh. all I got from that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but why? I don't... Do you remember the... He asks... He asks... Oh,
0: right. He asks... Sorry. Okay, yes. He asks the, the Mr. Ollivander guy um, for a how-to book, and then Mr. Ollivander is like, this isn't a video store, because it's 1990. And then he says, just let me borrow this one never-ending storybook. And then he, like, white boy borrows it, which means he runs out of there without paying for it.
1: Well, but then again, Coriander, he watches him run away, and then he looks at the camera a little bit. he he stares
0: dead ass at the camera, raises his eyebrow about five inches (laughs) up his skull. And goes... Uh, looks
1: like somebody left with the never-ending story second chapter
0: looks like my job here
1: yeah he's done
0: because <laughs>
1: he like he's like but Bastion's like please find me books on how to jump from high places like right. kind of requests that so he just starts like obligatorily taking books down that open up a that like make room for some a light shaft to shine on the never-ending story yes He's like, And then like a junkie, he's like, is that was that The NeverEnding Story? Do you oh. mind if I just take this? Can I some can of that? And then he's like, I'd prefer if you not. Just let me have it. I can <laughs> stop reading it whenever I want. And then he just runs out of the place. Uh, <laughs> oh, God.
0: He runs out. Like, no one calls the police. Like, no one seems to have a problem with it. Well,
1: because Coriander wants it to happen because he's been obviously, like, weirdly, like, getting off on watching Bastion read it.
0: Right. And then that bookstore just seems to, like, implode in on itself. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why he
1: disappears, because he didn't the last time, because there's a preceding movie
0: that is the same world. No, I just sort of... Fuck, it, no, just, I can't it, deal with it. it I like, love the first so much. No, it, like, implodes in on itself. It, like, apparates away. He,
1: like, shuts down. So, um, Bastion... Bastion, like an old friend, he opens the book and sees that... Instead of there being, like, missing words, like, like.
0: There are missing words,
1: though, or right? no, Or, or yeah,
0: scattered it, around on the page.
1: Like, the, the book looks all scrambled. Right. Um, okay. So he. And looks, then he goes into it, but
0: it. Like, let's just. He's in it. He's,
1: he's in the in book. book. He's in the book. Yes. Uh, then there's. Right away we get exposition because they have to explain it really quickly because it's a stupid, clunky quest that he's on where they show Zaida, the, like, witch. Who, Is she
0: from book one? Or movie one?
1: We are now out of the- We are now in the woods. Like, oh, okay. Falkor, Rockbiter, Treyu, Okay. Childlike Princess. Okay. Those are the four characters, aside from Coriander, that are, like, part of the first movie. Okay,
0: so this bitch, who is, like, Rita Repulsa, yes. but hotter.
1: She is just basically Rita Repulsa.
0: Yes. But she's new.
1: Yeah, she's okay. totally new. Awesome. This stuff apparently makes sense in the novel. We, Of course we did not read it. No. It's long. Oh, God, no. Uh, I'm going to read some children's
0: fantasy <laughs> novel from 1979.
1: <laughs> of course not. Oh God, I have a job. And that's not <laughs> the point, because we're reviewing the film. Yes. Movie. Yes. VHS. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so she, she... Okay. So, really quickly, she has some scientist called Triface. Who has four faces. And this,
0: again, (laughs) like, this entire setup, like, they're in this room. Like, it's very much, like, a room that Rita Repulsa would be in with, like, that pig guy and the other thing. It's very much that setup. It also reminded me a lot of, like, Doctor Who when we had, like, the tri-face guy. whose like, face was spinning around on a, on, like, basically a tripod. His name is
1: Triface, right. his face is a cube, and right. so he has four faces. I was so mad right away with yes. that.
0: But this whole aesthetic is very Doctor Who, and so I kind of checked out.
1: <laughs> right. Well, this is, okay, we know that, Kendra, I know that you hate this. I, I
0: hate, oh, I hate rubber faces <laughs> and, like, what? weird alien shit. I don't, what are you talking about? You love Star Trek. That's, like, sophisticated. Sof- okay, my god. Okay, my favorite Star Trek is Deep Space Nine, which is the most sophisticated of all the Space It's like I mean, sorry, which is the most sophisticated of all the Star Trek. It's like, it's like the West Wing in Space.
1: Please argue with Kendrick. Of, I do actually like Deep Space Nine, but
0: It is basically the West Wing in Space, and it's like the only Star Trek that has a fully realized plot that starts from the premiere and ends with the finale. Hmm. There are very few standalone episodes. There are standalone episodes, but most of the episode work works to advance the ultimate thought, which is the war with the Dominion. We can move on. Well, I don't like this goofy shit.
1: This movie is a pile of garbage, and so you're not going to get an argument from me there. Great. This is a cautionary tale in storytelling, and that is (laughs) the only potentially positive thing you can get from it, is like, holy shit, this is how you don't do it. Because, like- yeah, Bastion goes there. The reader, Repulsa, Zaida, her weird triface scientist makes this thing, uh, this this machine that uh, it's a
0: wish machine, right? Yeah. So
1: apparently, every any human who reads the book has sort of dominion over Fantasia in some weird way, and they have Orin, which is the the wish amulet, which is the Ouroboros amulet, where the two with the two snakes that represent like eternity
0: and that's and, so many more words than you need. It's a wish amulet. Yeah.
1: Well, it is, yeah, it's a wish amulet, but they've normally, apparently, th- without setting up the lore, Bastion can, like, wish for anything because he has control of Oren. Yeah, and he's very hesitant to do so at first, which is the right instinct. But it's only the right instinct if he had the knowledge we do as the audience, which is that Zaida is trying to get him to make wishes now because her, a weird magician scientist made a machine that would take...
0: His memories?
1: memories, Yeah. Every time he made a wish. Or like his feeling memories? Well, no, it was just his memories. They would, they would drain. Like he had a limit, he has a finite amount of memories. And every time he made a wish, it would correspond to a memory of which he had a finite amount until he, and they wanted him to keep wishing until he ran out of memories. And then at which point the Orin would no longer function for him and there would be stability in Fantasia. There'd be like a status quo, which they were kind of
0: fighting against. You got so much more out I'm of this. Th-
1: than I really did. was trying.
0: Oh my god. All I knew was that like each wish it was like a fucking Patronus where like he had to use an emotion to think of a wish. But then... He didn't use a- an
1: emotion. That's a layer you're adding to
0: it. Oh, because see, I thought which like... was like, I want to go over here. And then he would do it. So I thought because like they made such a big deal about him losing the memories of his mother, which was like...
1: Clearly, this, the horrible ham fisted thing they could have done really well. If they yeah, tried, yeah, exactly.
0: But it, like, that's clearly so emotional. So I just kind of thought, and also, like, a Treyu, a you he was like losing his friend feelings with a Treyu in like a Gollum one ring situation.
1: Do you mind if I go grab my notes
0: really quick? No, it's fine. I accidentally deleted my notes from my phone. <laughs> just fill, yeah, it's fine. No. Um, I watched this movie on an NJ Transit train from South Orange to Hoboken, so I was really not getting it the uh, attention and due that it was deserved. And I was making notes on my phone as I watched it on my Kindle, and then I accidentally put my phone on airplane mode and closed all the programs and lost all my notes because I was trying to get my phone to charge. Matt has this beautiful moleskin (laughs) notebook just... Filled with notes on ants and on the never-ending story, too.
1: (laughs) All right. Yeah. So, here's this thing. I I, I watched some other people's analysis of this movie afterwards, and... I don't know why. Well, they kind of... I was just... I felt vindicated, because, like, the stuff that was driving me nuts. Like, rule number one, Bastion has this thing now, this conceit, where he can wish for anything.
0: And, okay, so can I tell you the thing that bothered me about the
1: wishes? You know that that's, like... Once you introduce something like that, that's that's gonna fuck up story for oh,
0: real bad. Yes. But here's my thing. So when they introduced this whole amulet wish thing, it made it seem like he had unbridled control, unlimited wishes. And then suddenly at the end of the movie we're finding out that he only has a certain amount of wishes.
1: Well no, the only reason he has a finite amount is because of that weird machine triface made for Zaida. Mm, yes. Normally he would have oh, wishes. Oh okay. Because like the, the the thing that's still part of the lore of the world is that like the reader the human from the human world uh is the god like okay he, he you know he uses the logos the like the word to create so the, the machine world itself.
0: took that power away
1: the, yeah the machine harnessed that power zaida i imagine in the books was probably trying to do something like akin to removing the uncertainty of that kind of thing and like make
0: Oh, so yeah, she didn't want any more fucking seven year olds coming into her yeah. world and like fucking around with it and turning water to acid.
1: Well, no, that was it was already acid. It
0: was already acid. Oh. See, I my assumption was that like some other fucking kid had come in and been like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if the water was acid? And then suddenly the water was acid. But that
1: could be true. We don't know, you know? Right. Like whoever. Like maybe Coriander read it and was weird. Yeah. And and in in this movie, because Bastion is such a fucking idiot. Like, he just, like, doesn't know how to do anything. He just makes every situation worse. Zaida seems more like the protagonist. Right. To well, me.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, my note about Bastion and Zayda was, like, really just wondering if he got... And, excuse my language, really, like, sucked in by some pussy. <laughs> like... That's because, at the end. I know! When he's just... He, that also but doesn't make start, sense. He just starts following her. Well, it does if you're an 11-year-old hormonal boy presented, like, to this woman in low-cut, like, <laughs> like sequiny bustiers with, like, broad shoulders. And it very much seemed like he just saw this, like, hot girl and was like, oh, she's paying attention to me. I'm going to do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. Yeah. I, it
1: took me by surprise still, though. Right, or, right. Like, the whole time they're like, eh, Zahida the witch. And then, like... And then when they, hot witch. when they finally have her, she's like, all right, well, like, I, I'm not going to ride Falcor because he doesn't like me, but Bastion, come with me. And Bastion's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, much like, uh, I guess, it's, I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah. If it's, if he's just horny. His dip just started working.
1: It's just horniness. The yeah. power of horniness. Yes. Versus the Orin.
0: It's like I told you last week week. It's like my vagina is the only reason I liked Phantom Menace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you talking about Hayden Christensen?
0: Hayden Christensen wasn't in Phantom Menace.
1: Oh shit. No. No. Oh, so had, then you're talking
0: well, about Neeson and you were McGregor.
1: <laughs> Sorry. It was either that or Mall or Maul or what was his name? Um, Ray Park? The guy, the uh, the devil looking guy.
0: Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. The, no, my hormones were not reacting to <laughs> Darth Maul. Liam Neeson,
1: like, the Jedi Order.
0: Okay, Liam Neeson was fucking hot in that movie.
1: Obi-Wan, we've got to use the Force to cut open the door. Mm-hmm. Or we're dead.
0: Their accents. Their are wolves. Their, <laughs> their accents weren't that. <laughs> into it. You were, you were like fucking, then, You were into Natalie what? Portman and Keira Knightley. Uh, was Keira Knightley in that movie? Yeah, she's um Padme's decoy.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that. I was so <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't because like she like Padme is like crazy looking. First of all, what? <laughs> Princess Amidala. Yeah, she's nuts looking. Like I wasn't. <laughs> Her but, hair was fucking huge. But
0: and, I like, had, like, so many, like, oh, I, I shouldn't say so many, but, like, all, like, my singular, like, one white guy friend in middle school was also, like, super into anime, so I think he just had, like, this weird, like, weeaboo thing for her. Yeah. It was all, like, Japanese She's, like, more, like, geisha-ish.
1: Shit. Like, Naboo had, like, yeah. racist lizard well, people yeah. and then, like, geishas. <laughs>
0: Yes,
1: and the, then like the, the Japanese, tra- the trade- <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> mutant Japanese people running the trade unit, and then like a Jew running the pod races. <laughs> did we?
0: Did we talk about? This I all?
1: mean, this has been talked to to death by most people. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still funny to me every time.
0: It's, I mean,
1: how crazily that movie, blatant it was.
0: I mean, people. I will never get over Watto, but that's. <laughs>
1: Well, okay, Lucas Lucas betrayed his own great source material, but in the
0: never-ending
1: Never story, <laughs> they still used, like, they weren't making it up. They were basing it off of a thing. <sighs> if I mean, Michael End like, hated the first one, I can't imagine how he felt about this one.
0: I mean, the only thing I can say to that is that... Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire movie, which I think, for my money, is one of the worst Harry Potter movies, also based off the source material, and not good.
1: Well, it's, yeah, it's, there's so many examples of yeah. strong stuff. So, I mean, like, most problematic for me, though, still, was, like, the fact that he had this thing where we, we as the audience, knew that Zayida wanted him to continue to wish so that he would run out of memories, and then there would be, her dominion would start. Mm-hmm. But everything that Bastion did, like, spoke to the fact that he somehow knew, even though he couldn't have. So his all of his motivations were wrong. And also, like, if you introduce something where it's like he can basically wish for whatever he wants, every single moment of that movie, I was just screaming at him. To wish! To wish for, like, strategically wish. Yeah, wish!
0: Like, actually, just fucking wish for things right i wish yeah.
1: i exploded i wish that i was uh at the i uh, you know childlike empress's tower like i just wish these things would happen but instead he like I wishes like- in context very provisionally for whatever he needs at the exact moment and sometimes even that is stupid
0: i mean the fucking worst thing is like that fucking bird thing that was traveling with
1: Nimbly. i don't it looks like he wanted to
0: i don't care for names
1: that doesn't make sense. These char-
0: these, char- these characters, <laughs> You don't
1: care for these names.
0: These characters don't deserve names.
1: Nimbly was creepy as fuck. I remember watching this movie as a kid and also like being really excited and then going like, this didn't feel anything like the never-ending story. <laughs> and also, that bird man f- gave me nightmares for a really long time.
0: He actually... I'm going to get back to my point in a second. But he really reminded me of... Did you ever see um, Follow That Bird? Which no. is the okay? It's the movie where Big Bird finds out that he's adopted, and he goes to like oh, his oh my god his real parents who are like some like Kansas like bird couple. Uh huh. Okay, so nimbly like felt as off to me as <laughs> Big Bird's real parents felt, where it, wherein it's like this is not a thing that I. I'm used to seeing. I don't want to be used to seeing it. It looks wrong. It looks off, and something is not right.
1: Yes, I would say it's the fact that it was a man in a suit, right? Like, but his legs were—they be- made his legs bend backwards somehow, like a bird. This <laughs> is already horrifying.
0: They broke his legs, Matt. On yeah,
1: that's <laughs> how I did. He's like, I'll Actually, do this for the role. Yeah. Christian Bale and the Machinist can suck it. This guy <laughs> bent his legs backwards, <laughs> and then his like very human eyeballs are darting around underneath that, like, gross bur- beak and feather shit, and it made him look like a pedophile when he, like, was, like, escorting a waifish little Jonathan Brandis around a fantasy world.
0: It's like, she, he was, he <laughs> also, he, like, reminds me of the weird old woman on my block when I was younger. What? <laughs> no, seriously. She would show up to, like, we had a Halloween. <laughs> we had a Halloween parade every year, and this, like, crazy old woman who lived at the end of the block would show up every year and like covered in like fake ivy from like craft stores (laughs) with like a blanket thrown over her and all you would be able to see were her eyeballs like darting back and forth and she'd be handing out candy and my parents would be like you can't have her candy yeah
1: yeah Yeah. every town every suburb has like the one eccentric household with like a person you're like
0: just steer clear (laughs) just don't speak
1: to her that's Nimbly. That's Nimbly's vibe, <laughs> and he's like our like Virgil style guide. Um, he's on a list. He's on a registry. <laughs> he's on a
0: registry. He can't live within four hundred feet of certain things. No,
1: he has to stay. That's why they did the acid lake.
0: Uh, <laughs> what if Nimbly is the reason for the acid? Lake?
1: <laughs> the yeah. So fuck. What's happening? Does it matter? There's something also, like, so the, the main problem, in in the first one, you had the nothing, which was, like, this all-destroying, annihilating force that was, like, very scary. And it was, like, you felt the, like, ominous, impeding doom.
0: I'm just so shocked that, like, you keep finding these emotions with this first one. It's only, well, I mean... You have so many, like, emotions attached to it. And I love the
1: first one. I, I think I it's understand. a fabulous movie.
0: The second one just has, like, no, there's... No emotion. Nothing draw. Nothing. I was gonna say draw. Nothing drew me in. Like
1: that's fine, man. This movie sucks a lot. I know, I and just... they totally ruined it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in this movie, they just—it's just a shot for shot, not a shot for shot, but like they just—the new thing that Bastion's fighting against is something called the emptiness.
0: Right. I caught that at some point.
1: Uh, it's very different from the nothing, apparently. <laughs> Which is, like, instead of... Instead of just, like, the annihilating factor of, like, a book being neglected and not read, it's now... Now we're dealing with the memory shit again. So it's, like, the emptiness is when you kind of forget. So also, like... Well, yeah,
0: because... Yes, it and that makes sense. Because every time he makes a wish, he's losing a memory, like we said. I right, but it. it's just all... It doesn't... None of it hangs together. Like,
1: the, the, the main theme... The problem to solve doesn't make sense to me. Like, what is the... What do you mean? What is the emptiness? The rocks are hollow? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, right.
0: That's why the baby couldn't eat the rocks. Why is there a rock baby? Well, that's a... Why is the rock baby British? Why is the rock baby
1: British? <laughs> why a... is he there?
0: I I had so many questions about that. Why is he wearing thing. a rock
1: diaper? <laughs> hate this movie is very bad
0: it's uh, there is literally there's this little native american child running around on his horse
1: that's atreyu guys atreyu I'm,
0: I'm assuming most
1: people who would listen to this would have seen the first one i hope so yeah yeah atreyu is in this basically cleaning up all bastion's messes because he's right. a complete fuck up
0: he's a fuck up so we've got this like Supposed to be Native Child, like, cleaning up this white boy's messes. And then at the end of the movie, this white boy, like I said before, tells him to go play with his buffalo. I was not okay with that. Like, I was just so... I was, Yeah. I didn't like this movie. I'm mad. This movie sucks. It's horrible.
1: Okay, let's just get through it. Come on, we're almost done. Are we? Kind of. This, this
0: movie was 90 minutes long. It it's an hour and a
1: half, guys. Uh, okay. I mean,
0: Page Master was only 74 blessed minutes.
1: Let's try and keep this shorter than the actual film itself.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Okay, um, he's on the horse, they're riding. He's following him on the giant, what, stuffed FAO short stuffed animal. No, no, no. Okay, ready? What?
1: Those weird beetle things attack the Silver City, which is the first place he goes. Right, Wait,
0: you have just taken us back to mar- minute marker 25. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm just telling the audience, th- there are beetle things. They call them giants, but they're just a couple feet taller than Bastion. It's going to
0: be a long episode, guys. No,
1: it's not. Okay. <laughs> Bastion could wish for them all to explode. Could he wish- doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything. No. He sucks. He runs. He makes it worse. And then uh, he's got to get to the Dark Tower or whatever to talk to Zayida and he wishes that, like, a, mon- a dragon.
0: He wishes for a dragon, and he starts adding all these, like, attribute- attributes onto the dragon. Right. And doesn't think to wish, hey, I hope the dragon doesn't hurt anyone.
1: Right. Or he's like, and I hope that I also can control it. He's so, a fucking idiot. This fucking dragon appears because he has that power. It just starts cu- making things catch on fire in the Silver City. And then, this instead who- of wishing the dragon would go away, he decides to chase it. to. But somehow he
0: chases it directly to... This whole, <sighs> this whole fucking movie is, like, such a good metaphor for, like, fucking colonialism. It's just, like, this white... Wait,
1: hold this on, fucking what?
0: white man <laughs> coming in and... F- no, seriously, it's like, this white little boy who doesn't know shit... Flush it out. ...coming in and, like, fucking up this world that he doesn't know anything about and just thinking that he knows best. Thinking that he can just, like, make wishes, like bench it to his will and like make the world a better place no leave it to fucking atreyu atreyu clearly knows what the fuck he is doing and you got him killed yes
1: atreyu he bastion literally kills atreyu
0: Li- like literally kills him like lets him fall, fall down like a cliff or something like falls into a chasm he,
1: he shoves him yeah. down a cliff
0: yes and he dies <laughs> this movie is colonialism 101 this little blue-eyed blonde white child just comes in and fuck shit up. it's
1: like it's like a it's like um it's it's like maybe like the the new version of colonial like like kind of like it's less like colonialism and more like um, the new version which is like shitty foreign aid where it's like I'm in here like you what do you guys need tablets. What do you guys need? Like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they, like, like disrupted, like, some sort of order and, like, haven't asked enough questions about what the population wants.
0: I mean, it's, like, fucking crazy. You come in here, you got this fucking amulet that, like, clearly lets you do anything the fuck you want. So, like, you know what you do? You know what I would do if I went into some, like, country that I was not from with an amulet where I could do whatever the fuck I want? I would approach someone in, like, the town and be like, what do you want? What do you, what, what can I do, what do you want me to wish for? Not, like, a fucking dragon. Or
1: he could just not be a big dum-dum doo-doo head and just ask, just wish for the things, too, that he knows will get him there.
0: Well, he, he thinks that a dragon will get him there, and then the dragon destroys the town.
1: Right, and then, and then that's how they introduce Falcor, which you're supposed to be happy about, but you're like, okay, great, Falcor was here, I guess, the whole time.
0: And then, if you're watching it in 2017, you're like, oh, they have a stuffed animal, and they're, like, jerking his head from the top. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Falcor looks worse than he did in, in, in 1984. <laughs> um, everyone has a new voice, which is jarring. Oh, I hate that shit. Can't deal with that. So, um, ugh. they chase after the dragon. It gets destroyed by the witch's tower, Zaida's tower. But then they just don't go in Zaida's tower. Then Atreyu's there and is like, we're going to go, we got to access the tower, but like, let's do it on foot. Like, let's go access it from the ground. So they go on a journey to the tower. And
0: this is the part, mind you, where I kind of stopped paying attention, even though the movie was still technically playing into my ears.
1: The only One of the only good things about this movie is that they used the, like, landscape paintings and stuff. Okay, that's fine. So th- you got a brief respite where you were like, oh, look at these cool fantasy landscapes. And I,
0: I will say that you showed me like a few like clips from the first, not clips. I guess I just saw like little bits and pieces from the first one. And, and then with the paintings in this one, like it did evoke, especially that scene where he's like freezing from the first one and like mm-hmm. walking through the snow. It did very much evoke like search for stock for me. It's good. It's got that vibe. Yeah. I think you would actually like it. And then, like, the paintings in this one, and then some of the paintings from the first one evoked a, like, Klingon homeworld sort of, or Vulcan homeworld sort of thing for me. So, like, okay, fine. Back got
1: fine. that. like It's got that, like, sci fi book art yes. feel that's, like, from the 70s and 80s, that, like. Like, Dune. Yeah. That yeah. has, like, that resin that's very resonant, like, still. Okay. And that's- I like that. And they do- they have some of that here, but it's just really, like, cast randomly into a shit story.
0: Yeah, I mean, all you need to know about this fucking movie is that, like, every- no one worked, or is unfortunately dead, or is on the CW. (laughs) (laughs)
1: They get to the tower- (laughs) Bastion is climbing the tower. He keeps wishing for single rocks to appear in the tower instead of wishing to go to the top of the tower. His,
0: that climb, okay, I, last night, played a fucking lot of Uncharted. And, and that's all
1: there is in That's about. all
0: there, yeah, that's all there is. 90% of
1: Uncharted is grabbing rocks.
0: Rocks, and that's exactly, I'm like, watching Bastion, like, wish for single rocks to appear on this tower for him to climb up. And I'm like, you are not Nathan Drake. <laughs> wish for a fucking stair.
1: Or wish to just be at the top. This right. is the a problem of having something like that. Meanwhile, Atreyu brought a bag of fucking Kinder eggs with, like, little toys in them. Oh, I miss that. And I hated that. Because he was like, I brought an army.
0: I may have been eating my burrito. And, it, and it was just
1: this lame-ass, like, wind-up toys that, like, sparked and made the beetle things sort of nervous for a second.
0: I'm glad I missed that part. The
1: plan is... T- terrible there's also a bunch of terrible well jokes.
0: it's also fucking 11 year olds
1: yeah but atreyu was rad in the first one
0: he's eleven. oh
1: also yes bastion all he has to do is name something again yeah he did that in the first movie so when they say that he needs to do it again he should just be like cool i got it Cause I did this already. But he instead
0: he's-forgotten everything from movie one. He is completely
1: mystified looking.
0: <sighs> so they get
1: to Zaida. Um, and she promises to lead them as her as their captor. Or as their hit Whatever. They promise to lead her to the to the Prince, the childlike Empress. <laughs> but instead she like she like uh she she gets bastion in some sort of fuck fog. And he's, like, in the, like, carriage, and she keeps making him make wishes.
0: I mean, yeah. She, <laughs> clearly was like, if I follow this woman, maybe I can fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> like, that just seemed like... So... He was thinking, I don't want to say that. I was going to say, I think not the right head, but it's, like, such a cliche. Oh, gross. It's yeah. like such a cliche. I don't like it. But it's true.
1: Uh, so... <sighs> Yeah, eventually Atreyu figures this out. Also, just like it's such lame writing, like Nimbly is 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 there, and yeah. like he's watching.
0: He like absorbs a memory or something right. from him.
1: Nimbly is like in ants. There's that
0: uh, oh, Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken dude. Yeah,
1: it's like this person that's just there to like turn a, a different you know stone over. Where he's like, and uh, now I'm.
0: We watched so many. Bad movies.
1: But okay, I wrote th- I just wrote this down. <laughs> Nimbly just straight up is just like watching Bastion and just goes, Wow, that's a memory Bastion has lost. And as he holds an orb up. Yes. And I'm like, that's the sign of an un like not confident screenplay. Where you just say the Actually, shit. You just
0: expose everything. You're just
1: like nervous that like you're bad. And right. you're like, someone has to just say what's well, going on. Well because
0: you're thinking to you're, you're sitting there writing it, you're thinking to yourself, shit, the audience Probably has not
1: picked up what I put right. down. You had a couple glasses of wine. you like scribbled out, like, another ten pages. And you're like, fuck, I forgot to, like, establish the, <laughs> the conflict. And there's not enough time. Like, they need to make this movie in three days. And so you just have a character say...
0: You have your bird now. Yeah. With, like,
1: with backwards legs. Yeah, you're fucking bird creepy registered person. <laughs> like who do I have to play with that can just say this? Meanwhile, the dad is looking for his son. who's oh, right! So the dad into the book. By
0: the way, the dad is reading his is reading Bastian's book now. How does he get
1: a hold of it? I, oh, because it's in his house.
0: It's in the house. He goes back to the bookstore, which I mentioned has imploded. But now Bastian's dad is like somehow reading along. Like I guess the book is being written as as, as Bastian goes along. It's. It,
1: I think that's a cool idea. It's just in a terrible film.
0: I'd fucking rather see Wishbone do it.
1: The dad is also reading the story of his son trying to get through this adventure, and he starts sweating like he is in a sauna. He's like, come on. Come on, Bastion, you can do it. Bastion, just whisper that. And then, like... Each scene, they cut back to him, and he's sweatier and sweatier. Okay, well,
0: that makes sense to me, because he's, like... He knows that his son has been sucked into this book, and he's worried. I get that.
1: Why are you giving credit now? You're not a parent. Neither are you.
0: I was a teacher. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have all younger brothers. Okay, so that means you dunked heads in toilets, not that you cared about anyone. I don't know why we're arguing about this. I think it was weird how
1: sweaty he was. I don't know why. I think... (laughs) 98% Ninety-eight percent of the people who see this movie would also agree, but I'm also telling you to never watch it.
0: <laughs> Don't watch this movie.
1: Don't watch it.
0: Don't watch it.
1: And also the dad who they like, keep stressing is an engineer to like also play with the theme that they never fleshed out of like him being analytical and his son being more like fanciful. Yeah. It's just his fra- His catchphrase is "What I see is what I see when I see it,"
0: which is somehow supposed to explain his like complete non-sympathy for the fact that, like, his wife and the mother of his child has died in a way that is clearly traumatic?
1: <laughs> I just, I'm reading some of my notes, too, and it's just, like, I just wrote, who, wh- what are, the, what the fuck are wambos, which are the eggs? I just have these, like, everything has fuck in it. And I'm just like, what are those
0: fucking eggs?
1: Wish to go to the top? You total fucking loser.
0: (laughs) Um, I wanted to know what fucking accent does this fucking bird have?
1: I don't know. That accent, character, it it
0: kept changing. Oh, also, Bastion
1: wishes for a spray can at one point to fight the beetle people instead of a sword or a gun or something. Awesome.
0: It's a PG movie. PG, I think it's PG. We don't have guns in PG movies. That's why. Um. Okay, so he at one point. Um, he makes a wish that finally like really saves the day because it brings, it brings Atreyu back to life. And Atreyu comes back to life and he looks at Bastion and he's like, your mother would have been proud. And Bastion looks at him and says, who? Because as you've explained, he loses a memory due to wishes. My question about this scene is, the way he says who makes it seem like not only has he lost the memory of his own mother, He's lost the memory of what the word "mother" means. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's not a "who" as in like, as in like, a, who's my mother? It's like, like a it's who, like, What is the context of "mother"?
1: <laughs> oh which my god! Didn't
0: track. It didn't track for me. And the problem with that scene—oops,
1: sorry. Oh, it's okay. which, which I know is it, it was. I, I I guarantee you, it was supposed to be like. Bastion has now like. You know, it's kind of sad, but he's, like, gotten over his mom. Yeah. And and decided to retain the memory of his father, the parent who's living, who he should appreciate now more. They should mm. appreciate each other, which they sort of are ham-fistedly, shittily, like, made to do at the very end. But again, like, you can see the, like, strings and gears of this movie trying to, like, function as a product, and it sucks. And yeah, it, he just sounds ridiculous. And then, and then he wishes for Zaida to have a heart,
0: which oh my fucking god! And
1: then she explodes. I and, oh my god! I don't
0: understand. I actually didn't understand. Okay, because to wait. have a what? <laughs> Dad?
1: No, don't read it. Wait,
0: oh, wait I'm trying. No, don't it. read it. Not showing me his notes, and now he, I could not read his handwriting. Now I've missed something clearly funny. But okay, so the whole thing about like I wish that you have a heart. <laughs> So what that says to me is that she is so alien of physiology that putting a human heart in her body, her body couldn't handle it. No, no, no. That's, it's lamer than that. It's not that she has a heart and then she
1: dies because she's actually an alien. It's the, like, metaphorical heart. It's like, I wish for you to feel... Empathy. No,
0: I totally know that that's what they were trying to go for. That's just not what I took out of it.
1: But that you decided it was just. I decided she, it
0: was because they kept calling him an earthling. A a, they kept calling him like an earthling or what, what do they call him? Like a human. A, a human, yeah. So they're clearly dealing with different physiologies here. So my brain just took it for the fact that <laughs> she is not him and thus putting a human organ inside of her <laughs> didn't work.
1: <laughs> that would be kind of great if he just. I mean, this movie,
0: more credit than...
1: Causes a foreign organ to materialize in her body, thus killing her.
0: Yeah, it's like, the blood type didn't match.
1: That's dope. I would love that if that were true. Thank you. Um, but it wasn't.
0: (laughs) You don't know that. You don't know George Miller's mind.
1: Uh, George Miller
0: is the director, by the way, and he looks like Donald Trump.
1: I think I know (laughs) a little bit about what's-her-face's mind, though. And that there's no way she meant some sort of horrible... Physical dying.
0: I had to give something to this movie.
1: It's just so lame. Everything yeah. about this is so lame and bad and just fucking lame.
0: Well, we can
1: um And then they're dead then Bastion come Bastion has to dive into the waterfall that he hallucinated when he right. was on the high dive.
0: Because now he can deal with heights because he's been in
1: Fantasia. In a completely unearned form of because, closure. Yeah, he
0: hasn't had to deal with heights during any of the time that he's actually in Fantasia. By no, I'm way. telling
1: you he does, and that's what makes it totally normal. No, daunting. but
0: that's not no, but that's what I'm saying. There has been no evolution. Like this is the one time that he has had to deal with heights.
1: Well this is the one time that he's scared again. Because, right. Like we were saying, he's flying miles in the sky that's, on a dragon. And that's time.
0: what I'm trying to say, yeah. Because like, if
1: he was just a little scared doing that, we would even have a bit more to work with.
0: Right. This is the first time that we are referencing that fear again. Yes. And it's, uh, it's annoying. And I mean, it's annoying. In they that. had 90 whole minutes to reference it at yeah. other points, and they chose not to until the end.
1: And then he appears at his doorframe. His dad has read his son's plight in a text. and In the text of the book. And then they see each other, finally. His dad's sweaty as shit. He runs into
0: that man's arms. Like, and then just they, jumps.
1: Yeah. And then they kiss each other on the mouth and the
0: movie's over. <laughs> I... <laughs> The entire time I was just like, I wish I was watching Fantasia two thousand instead.
1: Yeah, the movie's great. It's very different.
0: Yeah. But they kept saying Fantasia, and I was like, I could really go for some Rhapsody and Blue right now.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Just, and I and I think in the book also I think Fantasia was called Fantastica. Fantastica. Because it was very German. Oh. Um, ja. Well. So that's the end.
0: Right. I'm sure no one has taken a plot out of that. I don't think that we did that correctly at all.
1: What do, you, what do you mean?
0: Oh, I mean, like, I don't think anyone got a full scope of that movie from that discussion that we just
1: had. These are supplements to the film. Right. There are plenty of, like, in-depth analyses because we love nostalgic pop culture.
0: Right. Well, not this, not this one.
1: But this is... I, I don't know. Yeah.
0: This is not good.
1: There's lots of stuff that would be... Really banal and stupid to talk in detail about.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, because this is our third Jonathan Brandis movie, we've really done the one topic. Yeah, that we're we could we're, have.
1: we're done with you, man.
0: I, it's I, gonna be a minute before I don't even know what other. No, one... I think this is it? it. I think this might be it. I, I think we've done Jonathan Brandis, which I'm kind of sad about because I guess he, what was he in Sequest or what's that? Yeah, but that's that's yeah, a TV. TV- not gonna do that like he was in sequest and he was in the fucking aladdin show and like, he was in it oh yeah but that's not 90s no 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 we've done sidekicks we've done ladybugs we've done never Enduring story oh well he's in ghost, ghost dad. dad no
1: we have to there's some stuff here
0: okay no but just ghost ghost dad and all that's of it. And
1: company uh, Oh, that's no that's 88
0: yeah yeah no we just have ghost dad left with him he was in that'll um, be good dumb and dumber but that's not a kid's movie I'm not looking forward to those dads. <laughs> <laughs> That's an entire, that is 90 minutes of Bill Cosby.
1: Yeah, let's rate this fucker.
0: Okay, we're going to do that um, when we get back. I've got a pee and I have a cupcake that I want to eat. So, Let <laughs> me reiterate, don't watch this film. No, don't. I mean, you should because to understand our discussion, but. Do and don't. I don't know what I mean.
1: <laughs> but if you're looking for good, bad, this ain't it. You're outnumbered and outdone, Bastion. And you only have one wish
0: left. So use what's left of your brain and wish to go home. That's where you belong.
1: If I use my last wish, I... Fantasia will be forgotten. And the Childlike Empress will be gone forever. Go home. And leave Fantasia to me. I won't betray the Childlike Empress!
0: Very well. But how will your father feel if he never sees you again?
1: My father. Make your wish. Wish to go home. Yes, Aida. I will make my last wish. I wish for you to have a heart. And fascinating. These like, these like uh, these like, like 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 these crazy like autodidact like nerds who like just read like German philosophy and then like think that they're so smart.
0: I've been recording for like a minute. Oh God! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Let's do our uh, <clears throat> review of. Uh... <laughs> Final thoughts, roundups on uh, Neverending Story Two, the next Please chapter.
0: Direct all your Nazi emails. And that.
1: <laughs> no, come on, man. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> I'm just there to observe. I'm not participating. Um, <laughs> fuck, you're doxing me a little bit.
0: No, I thought we were starting. Okay, and then you went on a whole Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> I'm just reading the entry for re- neo reactionary philosophy, totally, which I do not ascribe to. No. So, Kendra, what what are your rate out of one to five? What do you give this rate?
0: Um, Ooh boy. Um, I give, okay, so, sorry, I'm like swallowing.
1: I just, that is, isn't that gross in podcasts? It's
0: the worst. People
1: who are like mid sentence and then they have to swallow. I know. I'm I like, just, just get it together. Figure out what you're gonna say and I just, say it.
0: I shoved a and, fucking cupcake down my face. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, you did house a cupcake. Was have, it, yeah. it was
0: so fucking sprinkles cupcakes, man. They are very good. Unlike um, this film. No. Ooh, okay. Do it? Don't don't. Worry. Well, I would not let my children watch this. Um, which is how one of the things that I think of when I think of my adult rating. Um, As an adult, I am giving this a one. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm not giving it a zero is because they produced a finished film that ostensibly played in a movie theater somewhere. Yes. Which is more than I can say for anything that I have done with my life. So a one. It's like writing your name on the SATs. Right. Yeah. Right. You got it done. A studio backed it. It gets a one. Um, As a child, I don't Fucking no. Like, Jonathan Brandis wasn't a heartthrob yet. He looked too young. Kind of looked like my next door neighbor. I don't know. I don't fucking like I think I just would have given it as like a two. Sure. I don't think I would have enjoyed this.
1: Yeah. I would have watched
0: it if it was on like the WB Sunday afternoon movie. Sure. But I would not have sought it out. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So a one and a two.
1: I'm doing the same thing. Oh. I feel very similarly. This movie great. is this movie is a pile of trash and a cash-in and, like, uh, just weak in every single aspect that a movie can be, except for a little bit of, like, set and costume design.
0: Right. They got those painted sets there.
1: Which I feel like they must have recycled from, like, throwaways from the first movie. The first movie, I can't emphasize enough, is great. Uh, which is the only reason I must have watched this as a child, but I remember distinctly feeling, as a kid... Um, that this movie just felt, ironically, empty in comparison to what I had experienced with the first one. And so I remember not liking it. Yeah. Uh, even as a kid. Um, and as an adult, I really don't like it, but it goes even less farther with me.
0: You played
1: yourself. I did a whole self-own. I thought this would be more fun. Nope. It was a chore. Uh, I wouldn't let my kids see this movie, not because it's damaging in any way, it's just fucking nothing. It just sucks. It's just like a waste. It's a the most waste of time you could do. I would let them watch ladybugs before this movie. <laughs> and that's our that was our nadir and standard of,
0: of terribleness for a while. I feel so bad that Jonathan Brandis is like in both of our like our two worst movies that we've watched. Though wait a minute. I enjoyed Super Mario Brothers less than I enjoyed Ladybugs. So I can at least say that.
1: That's fine. It's got better adult, ironic entertainment value. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Well, okay. So thanks for joining us this week. Um, watching a never ending story to colon the next chapter. <laughs> um, um, we, I don't know what we're going to watch next. I would tell you, I would love to be able to tell you. It's it's just—it's really—it's we're busy. It's a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle. Um, I can tell you some names we're kicking around. No need. No, you don't need them. All right, that's fine. Okay, Um, Matt, what can I find you doing on the internet?
1: You guys must know by now, Uh, (laughs) trickscomic.tumblr.com every Tuesday, and uh, I'm just at I think Matthew Torpy on Twitter.
0: And where can I see your face on the internet? Uh, uh, he's so confused Patrick H. Willems yeah like tell you yeah. write some videos
1: yeah yeah and uh those will be coming out there's uh, Pat potentially moving back uh so just always keep tabs with him
0: you didn't fucking I was just asking you to like s- tell us the existing shit
1: you... I yeah just there's videos with me in there you'll see it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not important I'm not important Do your thing. You have all these credits.
0: <laughs> I don't have that many credits. Um, hi guys. This is Kendra James. Um, I haven't really written anything recently, but my most recent stuff that I have written can be seen on, can be seen on L.com and Cosmo.com. And, um, that's really it for now. Um, I'm here and I'm on Twitter at Kendra James underscore. If you have questions or comments for either Matt or me, you can tweet at us at Kids Table or you can email us at Kids Table at gmail.com. So Twitter that is at Kids Table Pod and email is Kids Table at gmail.com. We would love your questions, uh, comments, concerns, um, thoughts about Matt's Dabbling into the dark and lightning. Don't come on. Yeah. (laughs) I've lost Matt. He's fucking scrolling Twitter now. Um, Yeah, so just send us that. And otherwise, it's super helpful if you would rate um, and review us on iTunes. And also make sure to subscribe. We are on Stitcher now, which I fixed. So, um, please do that. And we are being released every week on SoundCloud now. Next week, you're going to get a slightly shorter episode because both Matt and I will be in California, though not together. Um, and then we'll come back the week after with some movie. Stuff. Stuff. So stay tuned. And
1: thanks. We'll continue to spew content to you guys if you are keeping your little baby bird mouths open.
0: Yeah, because, uh, Matt needs friends, and...
1: If we don't do this, like I was saying, we don't really exist. No. So, don't let the nothing take us. Dang, this seems like the never-ending soda. Yeah, boy, you tell